0: Welcome, you're listening to the Consensus State Change Podcast, an interview series inspired by the emerging decentralization phenomenon. Today on the Consensus State Change podcast, I have Herman Young, lead developer behind the Infura project. Herman, would you mind explaining to our audience what Infura is and uh, and, and what attracted you to develop it in the first place?
1: Sure. Infura is a cluster of IPFS and Ethereum servers, (coughs) which are designed to be as scalable and robust as possible, and points to developers, and users of decentralized applications to be able to have an API to consume these services.
0: So the idea is to have a pre-deployed uh, network that users of uh, Ethereum and IPFS can use to bootstrap their projects.
1: Exactly. That's the idea. You made uh, the decentralized application. You want people to use it. But in these early stages, you don't want people to just tell them, okay, you just install a local node. Install a local node of Ethereum or IPFS. You want them to, to make some homework for them first. Homework. <laughs> homework.
0: So the idea is then, rather than having them run the service locally, they can take that first step to connecting to a, uh, a, a more global network.
1: Exactly. It's kind of a bridge for the people to the decentralized world.
0: So did you encounter any design challenges when you were building this?
1: Yes, there are a lot of minor issues you, you find when you start to aggregate a lot of servers together. So we, we worked in the team like two months to have it ready. And now we are helping MetaMask to deploy their, their software stack.
0: So, can you uh, can you describe the stack and how it will be uh, implemented on the Infura network?
1: Sure. Uh, basically, uh, we're running in the Azure cloud, and the servers are running inside Docker. They are containerized, and we use Kubernetes, which is a brand new technology for orchestrating containers. We use Kubernetes to organize them.
0: So what part of MetaMask is actually hosted on the, uh, the Infura server network?
1: That's the best part. MetaMask is a Chrome extension, so everybody can get it somewhere. And you are not talking to a server in the classic sense, but you are talking to the Ethereum network and we're giving them the option. You don't have to install a local Ethereum node in your computer that you can just call our computers, we have in our cluster.
0: So you're essentially serving as a portal to the Ethereum network.
1: Exactly. And if a user wants to have a local node, they they can have it without problems. We're just making the, the centralised network closer.
0: So I understand the need to serve people information from the Ethereum blockchain and... Uh, and to provide a portal to a uh, a IPFS network, but what I'd like to what I'm trying to understand is how this changes the experience or the uh, or the process of setting up a uh, distributed service or a serverless service, so to speak. Even though we are obviously using servers in this case,
1: it doesn't change the experience in in any sense. You with your application in this case MetaMask you will ac- access uh, a node of Ethereum. The difference is uh, the topology of the network, but for the user experience this is seamless. You don't see anything.
0: So why did was it necessary to create a new topology for uh, for for this? Why can't people just? Uh why can't people just naturally connect to the network using a local node? I mean, what is the what is the challenge there? What is the pain point that uh, that Infura solves?
1: Uh, the pain point is uh, generally when you are starting with a technology, you don't want to force the users to read the manual. You don't want to say the users, okay, use my application, enter to my world, but read this, install this. You want that one click experience. But as time passes, people start to get acquainted with the technology. So as 10 passes, people will understand how a node works, how an IPFS node will be installed, and they will do it. But we need to provide this technology bridge in, in a series of steps, and I think that contributes to this chain of steps.
0: So this is essentially a, a bootstrapping mechanism? A bootstrapping
1: mechanism. You said it right.
0: So how long do you expect Infura to be a necessary part of this bootstrapping process? And how do you see the network changing in the future? And, uh, and how do you see Infura's role in, uh, in the, the deployment of these services, uh, changing as that network changes and as the, uh, as the users become more acquainted with setting up their own nodes, et cetera?
1: Uh, this is an organic development. Uh, I think the first stages will be providing these nodes. And in the end, we will evolve to a, to a necessity for scalable nodes. So, somebody wants to have a lot of nodes and, and have light clients, they will use Infura. On the other stage, we are planning to implement state channels to make people scale their Ethereum transactions. And I think that this will be the natural evolution of Infura.
0: So, how do state channels? Uh, how are state channels involved in, in, in Infura?
1: Well, state channels are a way to scale the volume and number of transactions in the Ethereum network. Once we, we are able to do it right, uh, we will need a, a huge number of track lower state channels living. These state channels can live in the, in the user's computer, can live somewhere else, but it's good to have a, a good half of state channels. And I think that this good half will be living in furor.
0: Can you explain for our listeners what a state channel is?
1: Yes, a state channel is the analog. For example, you want to go to the bank in the city to withdraw $1,000, okay? Or $10,000 uh, a a huge quantity of money. But if you want, say, $10, you go to an ATM, you don't go to the bank. And the ATM generally is in the corner or in the mom and pop store. So a state channel will, will represent this role to, to be a, a mini Ethereum network to do very fast transactions between peers.
0: So, as I understand it, a, a state channel is where you have two parties or two peers that put a balance into escrow. Exactly. And then they exchange transactions that will allow... They exchange signed transactions that update the redeemability of that balance so that ultimately those transactions can be... or a transaction can be submitted to the Ethereum network that will distribute that the funds held in escrow according to their... Uh, according to the ultimate balances uh, that represent the exchange between these two parties over time. Is that, is that
1: accurate? Yes, that's the very accurate technical representation. So you have two persons. You want to make them transact very fast. So they will, they will leave some funds, some money in escrow. In and then they will do their transactions. They can be signed very fast. One, two, three, four, and in the end they close the channel. Close the channel is like taking this ATM and going to the bank for for a full ledger process.
0: So where does Infura sit in this process?
1: In this process, if we want to have a high volume of transactions, we will install a number of state channels in front of Infura. Say a hundred, a thousand, so these users will interact with the state channels and. And every time in a while, we will close these channels to update into the general ledger, which is the public Ethereum chain.
0: I, I understand that, but so is so. How does Infura? What role does Infura play? To offer these state channels. So you guys create the a framework for people to communicate these uh, these signed transactions without submitting them to the network, to the Ethereum
1: network. It's very. Probably that the framework is already created, we are evaluating these possibilities. And we will offer more than the framework, the framework start, the appliance, to, to make users easy to have these fake channels.
0: And, uh, and how do people pay for the Infura service? I, I assume you guys are going to be charging some kind of fee.
1: We use the <laughs> Ethereum network in one way or another. We're still developing some ways, but the main method will be to attach some fee along the Ethereum transaction.
0: What is it about your background, Herman, that brought you to Ethereum and and brought you to this idea of developing this service uh, in Fira?
1: I started in 2013 in Chile. I founded the first Bitcoin exchange for Chilean pesos. Then I have... More than a year working for a um, Japanese startup to build their BTC exchange and come back to Chile and found consensus. In consensus, uh, I just as a developer and found that there was this need for having scalable server infrastructure. What I'd really like to
0: understand, Herman, is what, uh, what, what made you recognize Bitcoin and, uh, and the decentralization movement in the first place?
1: Well, it, it's, a, it's a small story, I needed to do a quick transfer, and I noticed that the, the, the paperwork you need to fill was huge. So I was in the process of, of learning what, uh, what were the um, available alternatives and found BTC. Then I got lucky and I met the co-founder of Yaikui, who was very into bitcoins, and asked me if I wanted to, to make this change for people. Very simple.
0: Okay, so I see logically how that led to develop your, your involvement in exchanges. And then, I, so why did you give up on developing exchanges? What, uh, what made you move to, uh, to Ethereum?
1: I don't think I gave up. I gave up. Uh, my work has always been creating enables facilitators for people. jQuery was a facilitator. People in Chile can just get Bitcoin. Now I'm creating a facilitator for Ethereum. People just can get their notes without going too much troubles on install their local nodes. So how do you see the
0: uh, the Ethereum space evolving in the future?
1: Ethereum can be seen for a lot of people like uh, Bitcoin 2.0 infrastructure, and it's doing a, a good role. Uh, most major companies are adopting Ethereum as opposed to Bitcoin, which has these negative connotations. And I think that that in a close future, I think it will be very mainstream for, for a lot of companies and businesses to adopt.
0: So, what kind of utility do you see this bringing to uh, companies in the future? And how do you see Infura fitting into those business models?
1: Well, Infura uh, will have the, the best position as I started, and started off of knowing how to deploy and configure scalable infrastructure. But I think the old companies will will need to have their own infrastructure so we can help them to them or or I don't know the future is very open <laughs> we're, we're really concentrated on on this first step of providing users and developers. We'll see what's what's looking in the future soon.:
0: So you said you were on the Azure marketplace
1: We're working elbow, to elbow with Microsoft, so I don't think that Microsoft is so micro
0: place as well as our partner. So, I mean, no, so, so are you, so you're, but, so Infura is running on the Microsoft Azure cloud platform. Yes. Yes. Um, so what do you, uh, so are you, have you seen any deployments from, uh, from businesses other than, uh, other than MetaMask?
1: We are working with most of the consensus spokes providing them infrastructure in some way or other. As soon as these spokes get into later stages, we, we will see them and be able to announce them as users of Infura. Hey, where can people find out more about Infura? We haven't made the site yet, so let's not announce the site. No, we we have to talk to the UX guys to to have a better interface to show to the people. Are you are you on Twitter, Herman? Yes, he It's Herman Junge. Hey, awesome!
0: Thanks heaps, Herman. I'll uh, I'll see you in the office. Okay,
1: see you soon. <laughs> <laughs> Take it easy.
0: Thanks for listening to State Change. Check out ConsensusMedia dot net for more.